You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, I'm Betsy Helmuth and I'm your host and a paint aficionado. Today we are going to be talking about finding your perfect paint color. So we'll start with just a couple things I keep in mind when I'm shopping for paint and then we'll get specific with your listener questions. So first things first, I only use Benjamin Moore. I find the people at Sherwin-Williams to be very helpful and very sweet, but Benjamin Moore is a home run every time. The reason is because when I'm looking for that perfect paint color, or say I'm Googling, like, I want an amazing teal that designers are really into, because even I go to the big guys to find paint color because I want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to do a ton of samples. I want somebody who's used this color like 50 times, and it's one of their favorites. And then it becomes one of my favorites. So I really rely on the internet to find great paint resources and almost every big name designer is using Benjamin Moore in terms of their affordable line. Um, of course, they're using high-end paints as well, like Farrow and Ball and things like that. Things that are kind of unapproachable or untouchable for people who are normal like me or affordable and on a budget like me. So I highly recommend Benjamin Moore. Amazing. And I do go for their most expensive base. I love their Regal Select. You get what you pay for and you don't want to paint more than once. Painting is really expensive if you hire somebody to do it and really annoying if you do it yourself. So you don't want to do it again for five years. So just do it right the first time. Spend the extra cash on the really good base and use Benjamin Moore. When I go into the Benjamin Moore retailer, even I am overwhelmed. I look out at the sea of paint colors, all these swatches. It's just like scary. And it's panic attack inducing and I'm a designer. I go in there all the time. What I do is I basically turn a blind eye to 90% of those paint colors. I don't even look at them. I don't get tempted. It's like a kid in a candy store. I don't want to see Tangerine Dream. I zone in immediately on their historical color section. It's this little section in the back that never changes. It's been around since I don't know when. The colors are based off of like a red barn that was first discovered when the pilgrims, I don't know, right? You're with me. Uh, The blue is based on the color of the ocean when Plymouth Rock was, I don't know. So these are colors that have been time tested. These are colors that Benjamin Moore is saying will never go out of style. They're classic and amazing. These are the colors I'm looking for. I don't care about violet vibrance. I don't care about these trendy colors that change over time, that they're constantly rotating and changing the names because they may not be colors that I'm going to want to live with for five years. So historical color section is my savior, especially when I'm picking something risky. And I'm going to say something risky is anything dark or anything green. Green is a very tough color to get right. And anything super saturated can be scary. Like I'm going for a navy on my walls. I'm going for a burgundy. I don't blame you. I'm scared for you. So just head right to that historical section. You're going to hit a home run. I guarantee it. So there's a few general tips. And here's a more specific tip for you because David has a burning question. Talk to me, David. I've always thought that walls in apartments particularly should be light colored. And I always thought that light color makes rooms seem larger. I've been told and I've now experienced that very dark colors actually are the thing these days and seem to work very well. Can you explain to me why conventional wisdom of so many years has proven itself wrong? 
Okay, David. Well, let me just tell you first things first. Um, I prefer a wall color that's a neutral. So I really like gray beige. I'm kind of a gray beige junkie. Uh, it just works with everything and I'm not going to get tired of it. But really, I stole this from Nate Burkus because I'm a big fan, a big fan. I actually ran into him in the hall the other day and uh, I got a little acclimat and, you know, he was nice. But moving on. Um, so he says that you should have neutral wall color and then add your pops and personality with throw pillows, things that you can change out. And I highly agree. Here's some design TMI. I'm just going to throw in the middle of my show. I'm so crazy. So when I first moved to New York, I was very enthusiastic about design. And I was on a big, big, and by big, big, I mean little budget. So just to show you how little of a budget I was on, I went to the Salvation Army and I bought a shower curtain and I hemmed it and made it into my curtains. A used shower curtain, no less. A used shower curtain became the curtains for my fabulous apartment. And they were, of course, bubblegum pink with flowers that were yellow and green. I I went bold. And I decided that it would be so fun because I was really into making a bold splash. I was 21, people. I was 21, so young, so naive. If I did my whole wall in this bubblegum pink and hand-painted the flower motif around the top. Yeah. Um, I had questionable design sense. Maybe that was in back then. I don't know. So I painted my entire studio apartment bubblegum pink. One month later, I was going crazy. I'm like, I have to get out of my house. My house is so pink. I made a really super bold choice. My friends would come in and be like, this place is fabulous. Try living there every day. It's not for me. Not for me. So uh, instead of repainting, I moved out because it was driving me nuts. So I just think a neutral is easier to live with over the long term. It kind of rolls with you in terms of your emotions. Like I want to come to this room and I want to feel happy. I want to feel sad. I want to eat dinner. I want to go to sleep. And I can't do all that in bubblegum pink. I can't. So David, if you live in a studio, I recommend going with a neutral so that way it can roll with what you're doing. If you have an apartment or a house that has lots of different rooms, I think making a bold choice in terms of paint color can be really fun. For instance, if we're looking at a den or a dining room, I think it can be fun to go darker, moodier, because you're doing sort of one idea in there. It's not like you're coming in and expecting it to um, host your Super Bowl party and be the place that you read a book. So I like the idea that that those could have a dominant mood based on a deep paint color like a navy, a burgundy, an emerald. But in those areas where you have more of a variation in terms of your lifestyle, like a living room, um, I would go with a neutral, like a hallway. And then in your bedroom, it's always nice to go with something soothing. So even if you do select a dark tone, I love a blue. Anything that promotes rest, especially if... Um, if you need rest, if you have a mild case of insomnia, you really want to go with something like a blue, something really soothing. The other thing I think about when I'm deciding if I'm going to go bold with wall paint is not just the mood of the room, but it's the architecture of the space. So if I live in a pre-war apartment or a colonial style house, you want to think back to what, what would they have done? WWTD. What would they do? And what they would do is they would paint it a strong color uh, because they have these beautiful moldings that are white that they can show off. And so having that deep contrast really works well in those older style apartments. But say, say you just moved to Williamsburg. Say you just moved to Bushwick and you're one of these modern loft style, very white, no molding blank boxes. 
It's one of the only times I use pure white because it fits with the architecture. It's what this space is asking for. You're giving me a big loft style apartment. I just want a whole lot of bright white. And it's something I would never do in a pre-war FYI. So there we go. I asked myself, WWTD? And then I asked myself, what's the mood of this room? And if it needs to roll with lots of different activities and emotions, I go for a neutral. I hope that helped, David. Go forth and paint. Next question. Hi, I'm Catherine. Um, I just have a quick question today. So I have a cozy apartment. Uh, so, and I'd like to color or paint each room a different color, but I still want it to be cohesive. How can I do this seamlessly? Catherine, thanks for your question. So I assume by cozy, you mean that the space is really small? There's no judgment. I live in a small space too. It's New York. Let's keep it real. But I do have a rule in terms of going crazy with your paint colors. I call it um, the curse of the Skittles effect. So I see a lot of clients who are maybe overzealous with their design and they say, Betsy, I want to paint my living room blue and I want my bedroom to be green and I want my kitchen to be yellow and I'm so excited and I have so many ideas and I stop that train. We need to stop that train because you've got the curse of the Skittles effect. The curse of the Skittles effect is if I'm in one room and I can clearly see the other room, say it's in a small apartment like yours, so I'm in the living room, I can clearly see the bedroom, I can clearly see the kitchen, then I only want to see two different colors. In other words, let's just say I put a neutral in the living room, which you know I love to do, and then I put a blue in the bedroom, which you know I love to do, then maybe in that kitchen, I still want it to feel different. I would do a lighter or darker shade of the color that's in the living room or the color that's in the bedroom. So I'm only seeing two true colors, just one of them is a different shade. So I have three experiences, but two colors. Does that make sense? Um, because otherwise I feel like each room kind of gets this theme room experience. Now it's different if you live in a house or if you live in an apartment that's separated by a long hall so that you can't see every room from that central room. In which case, I think you can go more interesting on the second floor with a pink bedroom for your girl and a purple bedroom for your boy. And I don't think it has to be so cohesive. But in an open plan living space, oh, I hate to see more than two colors. I do. It's overwhelming and uh, it's not sophisticated. Keeping it real. So just to conclude this episode, I have a little design TMI for you. Design TMI is where I overshare or I say something that's maybe a little controversial. And today I'm going to talk about green wall paint because people like green wall paint and it's dangerous. It's dangerous and it's um, not my favorite. Let's talk about it. You do not want green wall paint in a bedroom and you do not want green wall pa paint in a bathroom. And the reason is because you see a lot of skin right? TMI, there's a lot of nudity happening in both of these rooms. And green casts a sickly kind of pallor on your skin. So it does not put you in your best light. In other words, green is not a good color for getting it on. So go for something maybe warmer in terms of a warm neutral, a gray beige that has a little hint of warmth or even a peach, something that would be more appealing and warming to a skin tone in areas where there's a lot of skin. And uh, on, that, on that topic, um, here's some other things that I don't do. I don't do vibrant yellow in a bedroom. It's color of activity, and I think it doesn't promote good sleep. I don't do orange in a dining room or a kitchen because according to feng shui, they make you want to eat. And uh, I don't know too many clients, and certainly not myself, who need to uh, 
overeat, you know? Some people do. Isn't that a blessing? You're so skinny, you have to eat more. Good for them. Good for them. But in my home, I avoid orange in my kitchen and my dining room because I could stand to lose a few. And of course, I'm loving blue in a bedroom, which I talked about before because of those soothing tones. My personal favorite is silver gray. Of course, it's Benjamin Moore. Or you could look at beach glass, which is really deep and it's got a little bit of green in it. Um, It's a teal, but it's definitely a blue. No sickly pallor. Don't worry, guys. And then if all else fails, you know I'm going to go grayish. I am going to go with Nate Burkus on this one and just go gray beige. And my favorites are gray owl from Benjamin Moore and fog mist. Check them out. I'm a little obsessed. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. And of course, if you want to read about all my favorite paint colors, you can check them out in my book, Big Design, Small Budget. I list the exact ones I love for every single color of the rainbow. And you can check me out on affordableinteriordesign.com as well. So until the next time. Walking the streets like a dog, it's the field.